Usually at the beginning of every episode, I'll play a clip of something and then we'll I'll follow up and we'll talk about it. This one here, I'm doing, a, I wanted to talk about the spirit of Christmas, the spiritual forces behind Christmas. And if you stick with me to the end, uh, I'll try to bring it home best I can. And I want to just show you what, what is the is it worship it what it is what it what is it does it glorify god you know we talk about christmas taking christ out of christmas and all this does it glorify god and uh i, I go into a whole deal with santa claus and and uh and elves and the winter solstice and i take it all the way around just stay with me. It gets good. It gets real good. And that's really quick. I think it was the whole deal there. It wasn't but 20-something minutes. So short episode. I know y'all like that. So, yeah, listen in. You're listening to Watchman's Update. I'm going to cue the intro here. The generations that come before us, they went to church on a regular basis knew their Bibles, they knew the Holy Spirit, and that's all but lost now. I want to sit down together, show you some things that's going on in the news, and how it applies to Scripture. So, dust your Bibles off, come on. episode today the spirit of christmas and i don't know if that's going to be the official title or not but it might be it's a i wanted to talk about christmas it's christmas time everybody celebrates christmas every year and and if you've uh, done any research on christmas you kind of understand why people need to know about oh in other words i'm just going to educate you a little bit on where christmas come from read from my bible and uh, we'll talk about some stuff here. And I'm going to try to go quick. I said, I've already recorded this whole episode, and it went way long. It went to like 48 minutes. And I said, you know, people don't want to hear me ramble, so I'm just going to start over. First of all, when you're reading in the Old Testament, it, the, the law or the Old Testament is, is used as a measuring rod. It shows you what sin is. Use it as a measuring rod to measure: Am I sinning or am I not sinning? And it's important to note here where, when you when you go to Jesus, we're talking about Jesus said, "I am the I didn't come to abolish the law; I come to He was a fulfillment of the law." Okay, so a lot of people get confused, and and when you start talking about the Old Testament, what the Old Testament says we're supposed to be doing, I go, "Well, we don't. I don't do that anymore. I got Jesus. Jesus come done away with. No, it don't ain't what works." Jesus come as an atonement sacrifice for our sins. But we still need to know what sin is, right? We need to know what if we're sinning or not. And anyway, I, I'll, you know, Ten Commandments. I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall know the gods before me. You shall not make yourself an image and form me anything, heaven above on earth, below or the waters beneath. I said that backwards, but you get it. Uh, shall not misuse the name of God. That's very important. Don't misuse God's name. 
people think this only applies to GD and the rest of it don't matter to you. When you're saying this is of God and this is of God and this is of God, when it's not, you're misusing God's name. All right. Uh, observe the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Six days you labor, do all your work. Seventh day is uh, Sabbath day, a day of rest. All right. Sabbath, seventh day of the week. You can look at your calendar and figure it out on your own. Uh, honor your father and your mother. Uh, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not commit adultery. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> somehow people, our society has forgotten about that one. <laughs> yeah, shall not steal. I forgot about that one too. And shall not give false testimony against our neighbor. Shall and you know shall not bear false witnesses. What some of them say that's that's very important. Don't be lying. And shall not covet the neighbor's wife or neighbor's covet anything. Set your desire on anything your neighbor has. Is male or female? Servant, his ox, donkey, his Harley Davidson, his Ducati. You get it. Don't, you know, let me look at what your neighbor's got. Anyway, that's Ten Commandments. That's what we base everything off of. That's our, takes us all the way back to the point of going, hey, let's start here. Let's start with the simple stuff. And what it boils down to, you know, and they asked Jesus, what's the, the number one commandment, the most important commandment. And he said, love the Lord thy God with all your heart and your soul and your mind. And second, it's like unto it, love your neighbors, you love yourself. Now, all right, we got it. The foundations right there to start with. And what it boils down to, I got wrote right here, does it glorify God? What you're doing, does it glorify God? You need to ask that question. That needs to be the mark of everything in your life. The music, you riding down the road, you listen to a song, it needs to pop up in your head, is that song glorifying God? Now, let me be clear. Just because something doesn't glorify God does not make it a sin. All right? You can go bowling. Bowling doesn't glorify God. You can go play baseball. Baseball doesn't glorify God. You know, you can go play golf. I got my own reservations about golf. I, you know, I think it's a little too much money to be spending to go play a sport. But, you know, people do it, and that's fine. But you can go and do these things. They don't, it's, it don't glorify God, but it's not sin. Now, when does it become a sin? It's when you're misusing the name of God, when you're violating these commandments, when you're lying. When you're misusing the name of God, when you're saying this is a holy day when it's not a holy day, when it and holy day, the word holy day comes from holidays. You follow me? When you violate what God's law or God's word says, that's when you're when you're uh, sinning. All right, I'll give you some more of the word here. Do not set up any wooden asherah pole beside the altar and build it. Now it's asherah. All right. Some say you don't put an Asherah tree beside the altar. He's talking about don't set up pagan stuff around the altar of God. The altar of God is holy unto God. The temple and the altar and all that, that's, that's holy to the Lord. Don't be putting pagan stuff in there with it. You don't intermingle that with God. You see what I'm saying? That was Deuteronomy. That's And, right, and it's important to note, that's chapter 16 of Deuteronomy. 
And that's right after he talks about Passover and the festival weeks and the festival tabernacles. You see what I'm saying? So that's very important there. He's talking about festivals. All right. Deuteronomy 18. We know I'm going to come back to that. There's a running theme in the Bible here. I'm sorry if I'm going too fast, but I got to kind of go fast because I got a lot to tell you about. God's holy people fall away from God and and invoke God's anger as wrath or as judgment. And then when the judgment falls on them, after a period of time, they cry out and God forgives them. And he restores them back. And it says he restored what the locust is eating. If you read your Bible, there's a running theme. It goes over and over and over. And that's just the way it's a running theme in our lives, all of us. We're all dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking sinners, and we need a Savior. And we wind up <clears throat> falling away at some point in our life. Everybody, you know, I was watching that show Chosen. He said everybody gets lost in the wilderness at some point in their life. You know, we all need a Savior. So when you look at that running theme, you got to go, well, what were they doing? Now, that's where this comes in. What were they doing when they fell away from God? It says, when you enter the land the Lord thy God has given you, do not learn to imitate their, the detestable ways of the nations there. Do not let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire. That's Malak. They were sacrificing their children. Who, who practices divination or sorcery interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who, who is a medium or a spiritist, who consult, consults with the dead, or anyone who does these things is detestable, an abomination to the Lord. I got wrote abomination to the side. Uh, because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive you out. All right. You see what I'm saying? One of those words there, sorcery, I believe it is, or witchcraft. One of them is uh, is uh, pharmakia or pharmakia. It's translated, that's the Greek word to pharmaceuticals or pharmacy. It's drugs. It's drugs. He's talking about these people getting high and they're, and they're practicing this divination. There's always drugs behind every bit of them. They get high as a kite. They, that's how they, you're talking about invoking spirits. They're invoking these spirits on themselves. This witchcraft and divination and interpreting omens and doing all this stuff, casting spells. They're invoking spirits. And if you listen to that, they that one I done the other day about the demons and the spirits and all that, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know where them spirits come from. There's spirits behind this. I've titled this episode The Spirit of Christmas or the Christmas Spirit. I ain't made my mind up yet. Or do you have the Christmas spirit? I think it might be the spirit of Christmas. What is the spirit of Christmas? Well, what are they doing? What are we doing on Christmas? What are we celebrating? What's a, it's a holy day, a holiday. We're calling it a holiday, a holy day. Well, the history of Christmas, if you know the whole deal, come out of the Catholic Church. They took pagan holidays and wrapped them into the church. And there's a whole deal behind that. And that's where it comes from, the Catholic Church. And they called it Christ Mass. Which means it's Christmas, okay? And the pagan holy days. And what's funny here, I want to point out in the Bible, when you read your Bible, all during this Old Testament time, it was Baal, Asheroth, and Malak. And Malak's one they were it was they were sacrificing their children to. Malak controlled the weather. 
That's where you get Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and all of them carrying on about the weather. Oh, if you want to stop climate change, we got to kill some babies with abortion. That's you see what I mean? It's still going on today. They, this stuff is still happening today. This these spirits that are behind these 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 old gods that they worship, they're demons behind them. They're spiritual demons behind them, and we're still it's still going on today. Oh, harp on it to Asheroth, Asheroth, sex goddess, fertility goddess. She's about fertility and her symbols, rabbits and eggs and all this. And Baal is the, it Baal's the one that commands your worship. All right. And he's the, the head honcho of all of them. And that, out of these three gods it's a, that have all these different spiritual forces behind them. Anyway, you can go through all the pagan holidays, all the Norse uh, pagan gods, the Greek gods, the Norse gods, the Norwegians, whatever whatever you come up with. They all have the same, you can see the same spiritual deal behind every one of them because they're all the, in other words, in one they might call it like Asherah, Asheroth, they call her. Estar or Easter, and I think another one, she's Venus, I think. I can't remember. I don't. Anytime you go to looking at these gods, or whatever you want to call them, idols or, or whatever, it, you're bombarded with a bunch of demonic trash and nakedness. And yeah, it shows you what's behind it. The devil's behind it, evil spirits, demons are behind it. Because there's a bunch of nakedness and trash. But anyway, I'm going to get back to what I'm, I'm talking about. I almost run down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but uh, they, now that you see what's, what it is, now these pagan holy days, what were they? They're pagan holy days, the pagan holidays. The Sun God Festival is where we got the Christmas holiday. It's a sun god festival. They took the evergreen trees and, and they cut the limbs and decorated the temple and people decorated their homes and, and they burnt their Yule log and, and all that. And, and it was a, a sun god festival. The sun, and and it, was a, it was practiced. What they done, you get the darkest day of the year, which is the winter solstice, which happens around December the 21st to the 23rd. Now, every one of the, like if you're looking at the festivals, for for uh, the Jewish festivals, when they do them, they say, well, okay, you watch for the new moon, and then after the new moon, we'll on it, or whatever. In other words, it's usually followed on, starts on the following Sabbath, right? All right. Well, on this one here, if you go from 21st to the 23rd as being the darkest day of the year, and you was to throw that to the following Sunday, which is the day they worship the sun god, Sunday, you'd probably wind up probably around the 25th every year. You follow me? It's going to be right around December 25th. And they're having these sun god festivals with their evergreen. They drag these evergreen trees in. They would, and I, I got a thing here in Jeremiah I was going to read to you that they drug these trees in and they in their homes and they decorated them. And, and it's evergreen trees. Let me read right here. Do not learn the ways of the nations or be terrified by the signs in the heavens, though the nations are terrified by them. For the practices of the people are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest and a craftsman shapes it 
with his chisel. It's his chisel, but it's a, he shapes it with a sharp metal object. He's, you know, if you know anything about Christmas trees, they trim them and shape them with the hedge trimmers, you know. They adorn it. With, it says here, verse 4 is Jeremiah 10, verse 2 to 4 here. They adorn it with silver and gold, and they fasten it with a hammer and nails, so it will not totter. Now, don't that sound like a Christmas tree? They were bright dragging these trees into their homes, you know, decorating them. And they had a, the wreath. That's where the wreath comes from. They take evergreen limbs and make a wreath and hang it on their door. All these are pagan, pagan holiday festival deals. All right. The Catholic Church brought all that out and said, oh, we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Right? Well, the only problem is Jesus wasn't born then. He, 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 let me show you here. I got it wrote here somewhere. Jesus was born in September. And the way they figure that out, so John the Baptist, you know the story, John the Baptist was born five months before Jesus. If I double check that, I'm not sure exactly. But there's a set time that John the Baptist was born before Jesus. Because when, when uh, Zechariah went to the temple to serve, the angel told him, your wife's going to be pregnant and name him John and all this and the whole story there. There's a set period of time. And if you track it all the way through, you can determine when Jesus was born. You are around about. And it's going to be sometime mid to late September. Nowhere near the darkest day of the year. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to give you a lot of information without making you mad at me. <laughs> Uh, remember, thou shalt not bear false witness. Uh, parents telling their kids about this, this uh, Santa Claus, old Saint Nick that can fly around the whole world and be and know he knows when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. He's all powerful. He knows you've been bad or good, and you know, all this. So in other words, he can read your mind. And he's all powerful, and he knows when you're asleep and you're awake. And he's got some elves and all this and. You're telling your kids about this. We, it goes back to them Ten Commandments again. Oh, man, we're getting somewhere now. Are we bearing false witness by our, uh, our misusing the name of God by declaring a holy day, a holiday, a holy day unto the Lord that is actually a holy day to something else? Well, I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, I want to talk about trust. If you lie to somebody, they don't trust you. And once they don't trust you, they don't feel safe around you anymore. And that's why these college kids are going off to college and coming back and, and turning their back on God and their parents and everybody, everything because they raised up. Yeah. Folks, there's something in that. You can think about that for a minute. You'll see. There's something in that. You shouldn't be lying to your children about this mess. And then these kids writing letters to newspapers and TV stations been happening for years and years. And they're telling them, oh, no, Santa Claus, you know, which it don't go on as much anymore. Because Internet, kids are smart. They get on the Internet. They figure it out. You know what I mean? So it don't happen as much anymore. But uh, there's a whole generation or two or three generations there that's that's been subject to this. Uh, let's see, I, I told you about the date and all that, and the Christmas tree and all that, so, so what's next? 
uh, Santa Claus. Let's talk about Mr. Santa Claus. Santa Claus, it's Santa means holy. Uh, yeah, Spanish uh, means holy. So it's Holy Claus. Or, and uh, why do we even celebrate Christmas? It's a very important part to point out. The book, Night Before Christmas. See, when the, when the Puritans come across over on the Mayflower, them, what they call reformers or whatever, they, the reason they call them reformers is trying to reform the church. And then that didn't work out. The church, the Catholic Church, attacked them. And then, you know, they got the Catholic Church, then the English Orthodox Church. And these Orthodox churches, woo, that's a whole nother deal. But but they come over here to freely worship God. And when they got over here, you know, I'm say over here in the United States, before it ever was the United States, it was just a lawless land over here. You know, nothing here but uh, a bunch of Native Americans. You know, and they come over here. And to freely worship God, they didn't celebrate Christmas. And yeah, I probably say you go, I don't know how many generations before we got to people starting to celebrate Christmas over here. And that goes back to that, uh, the two beasts in the, in the book of Revelations that I could go down a rabbit hole about and how one beast is a mimics the other beast and all that. But anyway... There's a book come out, Night Before Christmas, children's book. All these kids read it, Santa Claus, and down coming down the chimney and all that, and, and his elves, and, and old St. Nick. All right, let me tell you something. Go to Webster's Dictionary and type in Old Nick. Old Nick is a name for the devil. And it says the devil, Satan, uh, Beelzebub, if you go down there and read the rest of it there, and Saint Nick, you, you, you hear me, Saint, they're calling the devil a saint, Saint Nick, Chris Kringle is a name for the spirit of Christmas, the Christ child. And he's got these elves. If you look up elves in the in the Webster's Dictionary, and I'm not doing some kind of rate. This is not deep research into something somebody wrote. You know, we're talking about the Webster's Dictionary here. Come on now, yeah, okay. Elves, gremlins, ghouls, and I can't never remember them things. Gnomes, the, the things you sit in the yard out there. They're all. I'm, I watched the whole thing one time about gnomes. How you shouldn't have them in the yard because they're they're a picture of demons. Well, I always, when I was growing up, they said ghouls and gremlins was pictures of demons. Well, elves are same thing. So you got old Nick, the devil, who calls himself Chris Kringle, Christ child, and he's got a whole bunch of elves, demons with him, and he flies around the world and he knows everything about you know. You do whatever you want to do. Are you misusing the name of God? And they, and like I said, they, yeah, I won't harp on it. I'm just going to go real quick. The festivals that God told us were supposed to, the holy days that we're supposed to keep, Passover, Passage, is Passover. And Passover is about the blood on the door. And there's a whole deal there. You need research. I need to do a, a, a a podcast on this one putting the blood on the door the blood of the lamb well now we celebrate it with the blood of the messiah jesus who his blood 
how to put his blood on our family, on our home. So it's covered. You see what I'm saying? So that's a very important holiday. And that leads right into the Festival of Unleavened Bread. And then you got the First Fruits. First Fruits Festival is very important. It's about the spring harvest and how you're supposed to give your first fruits to God. Very important. The Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. Well, you know what we got at Pentecost? The Holy Spirit. You see what I'm saying? We should be celebrating this. Do you have the spirit of Pentecost? That ought to be, you know, or do you have the spirit of Christmas? Ooh. <laughs> Somebody just heard me there. The Festival of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah. The Day of Atonement, Yom, Yom Kippur. The Feast of Booth or the Festival of Tabernacles, which is Sukkot. Or Sukkot. I can't hardly say the Jewish names. That's a good one. That's where you decorate a tent. You got to decorate your tent and go out there and camp in the yard for a week. Oh man, that's that's fun. And you have a you have a um you have a meal or festival beforehand and then afterwards. It's a good deal. Uh, Hanukkah, and then the Feast of Lots, which is Purim, and that's about God saving his people during the you know with the whole deal there with Queen Esther and. Mordecai and Haman, you know, Purim. It's in the book of Esther. These are the holy holidays. These are what God commanded us in the Old Testament that we should be celebrating. Well, you're saying, well, you know, with Jesus came, it's all different. These are still, they're still relevant today. If it wouldn't have been for this Purim, if it wouldn't have been for Queen Esther and her uh, doing what she done, there wouldn't be any Jews. You know, and and yeah, the Festival of Tabernacles, yeah, it talks about, that's a very important lesson in that, about uh, the giant. Now, I was talking about, uh, was it uh, Og of Bashan? The giant that looked down at them Jews living in tents down there and decided to go down there and kill them. And just because he was a giant, he could. And that's a, that's a, that's a spiritual force that's in our world today, that people look at Christians like they're nothing. And think they can just run right over them. And they attack the church. That's why we're getting all these attacks. I'm telling you, there's a lot of lessons in this. And when you keep God's commandments and you keep God's festivals, instead of celebrating these pagan festivals, they, they, there's a, it's going to change the way you live and it change the way you think. And I'm telling you, you start looking up these festivals, you're going to get into the years and you'll find out what year the, the Jewish calendar shows what year it is. And I think it's 5783 right now. And I'm telling you, it, it takes you deeper and deeper and deeper into the Bible. You celebrate this old stuff over here, and it takes you further and further away. Does it glorify God? Does this Christmas, celebrating it on a pagan time table, pagan timetable celebrating it on a on a sun god festival date and doing all this and doing their exact practices and celebrating the, the devil saint nick okay and elves and all that is that glorifying god you see what i mean that's what i wanted to leave y'all with i i you know i i I've shortened this up to 25 minutes. That's pretty good. I was, it went an hour. I deleted it and started over. I said, I can't do it. 
But I just want to, you know, we need to be thinking about these things and we should be celebrating God's holy days and not calling other days holy days. These pagan holidays are pagan deals. They're not actually holy days, holidays. They're trash. They're pagan trash. And we should not be misusing the name of God and calling those days holy days. That's what I got. My name's Chris Mathis. You're listening to Watchman's Update. Stay. I got a prayer at the end. God bless y'all. Don't don't tune out. You hear the prayer. The prayer is important. I, I, I wanted to pray for my listeners. I wanted to pray for people that hear my podcast. I feel like I should. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, stay tuned. I got a prayer at the end. God bless y'all. I'm with my wife, Julie, and uh, she does Hope Not Abandoned, an outreach. And uh, I've read y'all the what was wrote on the website, what we sat down and wrote on the website. They're going out into communities and, and uh, basically snatching people out of the fire. They, they're, they're having to, they're, they're going out. See, you think about it, they, uh, these people ain't gonna go to church. If you're living, you lost in the darkness, you're not going to church. So you gotta take the church to them. So that's what she does. I wanna, I wanna say, hey, Julie. Hey. <laughs> but uh, tell us a little bit, what's the last thing y'all done? Okay, so the last thing that we done was hand out food in Livonia. We went to some trap houses where people are actually in active addiction and handed out boxes of food. You know, um, the prices of food right now are through the roof. And you can imagine when you have a drug addiction, all your money is spent on drugs. So, yeah. There was a three-year-old girl in one of these houses. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's real. Uh, tell, tell us about what you're doing this weekend. Okay, so this weekend we are actually uh, partnered with two other ministries. And we are handing out turkey boxes in Melrose Apartments in Gainesville, Georgia. And we are also gonna be serving hot chili and just loving on folks, praying for them. And uh, they're also gonna have a baptismal, a heated baptismal, yeah. which is gonna be so much fun. <laughs> in the wintertime, it'll yay, be great. Yay. This is Hope Not Abandoned. We're still working on the website. I hope to have it up in a couple of days. We're getting there. But uh, keep that in mind, Hope Not Abandoned Outreach. And, uh, just wanted to record a little promo for it and let all y'all know about it. All right, I got a new prayer. So y'all lean in. Here we go. I got to do it quick. Dear Lord, I pray for all those who hear this podcast. I pray, Lord, for your healing Holy Spirit to minister to them. Please, Lord, be their their comforter and healer. Please, Lord, put a hedge of protection around them. Please, Lord, give them the courage and the strength to trust in you and to do your will. Please, Lord, be their vanguard and their rear guard. Go before them and be the defender behind them. Be the rock they stand on. Please, Lord, give them a renewed heart to chase after you, Lord. Remove the calluses from their heart. Please, Lord, have mercy on them and give them time to turn and repent. Please, Lord, be patient with them. 
Please, Lord, forgive their sins, Lord, and give them a new start. Thank you, Lord, in Christ Jesus' name, Yeshua Messiah's name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to Watchman's Update. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and many other platforms. Also, take a minute to like and follow. We ask that you pray for our ministry. If you have a comment or prayer request, you can reach us at ChristFollowMedia at gmail.com or ChristFollowMedia.org. Please take a moment to visit Hope Not Abandoned's website at HopeNotAbandoned.org. Also, consider making a donation if you feel led. We hope that this podcast blesses you today.